Hi, welcome to Aristotle Asparagus. I'm Aristotle Asparagus, and this is Aristotle Asparagus. Um, haven't done a guest, an episode with a special guest in about two months, but and I haven't done a, an episode at all in about one month. But uh, I'm back, uh, and we're and since I mentioned the special guest, we're here with a special guest. Uh, he, you might know him from various work in like podcasts, but also probably from the fact that he inspired a popular TV character. Please welcome Mr. Abed Geis. How's it going? Abed. Great, great. Uh, I should point out that it's Gaith. Gaith. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's that's my fault for not telling you. Oh, okay. I I, I mean, did, did Rob, when you were on Behind the Bastards, because I listened to that one, and I mean, of course, I, I, I Robert said your name, but I, I I can't remember how he said it. I, I it was a long time ago that that yeah. we did that, like before COVID. Oh, like way before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, 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 but I mean, um, wouldn't it technically actually be pronounced like Gaith? Yes, that's very perceptive of you because that is the pronunciation. But I can't expect everyone to do the sound with their throat. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I mean, I've always, I've been interested in linguistics for like the past year or so, and that's kind of moved on to like phonology. So I actually, no, that sound is called a voiced velar fricative. I didn't even know that, so that's pretty good. Yeah, when it's a, that's a voiceless velar fricative. You know, like certain sounds are like the hard version of other sounds. Like g is like the soft version of k. Yes. Yeah, I know the, that. Yeah. The, the correct term for this hard sound is voiceless, and the correct term for the soft sound is voiced. Well, that's um, that's my fact for the day. Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I love saying the word fricative. It's just. It's a cool word. It's like you're cussing, like saying frickin'. Yeah. I mean, even though frickin' isn't actually a cuss word, but it's kind of, I'm sure there are probably some like, like really strict, like religious people who would actually get like annoyed by saying frickative, even though there's absolutely nothing vulgar about it at all. I don't think it's the word that they're offended by. I think because it could be frickin' that offends them just as well. It's the slang thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, if we shouldn't say "fricking" because it's a substitute for a bad word, why do we say like, why do we say, why are you kidding me? Or why do you say, are you kidding me? When I mean, couldn't that that's a substitute for are you shitting me? But everyone says, well, I think actually, no, are you shitting me is the substitute. People like to curse and they put it in there. You know, um, it, it, this is a fascinating arena that we're entering, but I would say that like cursing to me is like kind of lame because it, it shows that the person is is a little bit simple because they can't articulate well. So they'll use those words that they just hear from other people and they just repeat them and it becomes like a cycle of of of. Uh, what uh, You know, not violence, but <laughs> but just like trash talking and and. I just don't like cussing. I mean, I was raised not to cuss, but whatever. I yeah, um, I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I think it's definitely something. The thing is, well, what I think is that people should cuss when it's convenient. And the thing is, that's not uh, the the situation where it's convenient to, to cuss is not something that's particularly rare. I mean, yeah. Anything right. could really be manipulated that way, just as long as you're not just having a conversation, just putting in an f bomb for every place you could hypothetically like infix it in. But see, I, I'm an idiot because there's like, if you looked at my face right now, my hat says "full on fucked" on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I, I mean, really, the word "fuck" all what it really is is just a word to. It, it's a word that that um that enhances emotion like it it just you put it in a sentence to kind of show that you you're saying it with more emotion in you yeah sorry about that there's some kind of show off down the street but you know um um it's interesting i i will tend to meet a girl and if she curses it's a big red flag that i'm not gonna want like her Okay, but th- this this isn't like the thing that like incels. This isn't like an incel. Women shouldn't be allowed to curse things. This is about no, you. No, it's not. Right? It's a class. Okay. It's a classy thing. It's like yeah, yeah. You never saw Audrey Hepburn running around going "fuck shit, motherfucker." You know, it's like, it's like kind of like I just think it's not ladylike. But then again, it's an it's is a world where that's kind of more common. 
So I have to look past it, but I just think of it as like the old fashioned uh, thing is what I like. So I'm not saying women shouldn't cuss. I'm like, it, it devalues your ladiness. I, I don't know if that, that sounds worse. <laughs> um, I can't well, take myself out of this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, and I mean, well, one thing I'll say is that we never saw Audrey Hepburn do that. Doesn't mean it's entirely proven she never did it. True. She could have been behind the scenes cussing. You never know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, I highly doubt it, though, man. I guess. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do believe that on that Behind the Bastards episode, you, you did talk about, like, being, like, raised in, like, a, a strict upbringing. Sure. Uh, like, I think you said your dad was, like, a very traditional Muslim parent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He still is. Wow. Uh, it, it, it is I, I, I'm assuming that's why Abed Nadir's father is like that, too. Well, this is crazy because there was one um, characteristic that made it through where I told Harmon once that my dad was like, like his anger is sort of like comical. Like it's yeah. angry. It's anger in a Yosemite Sam fashion. And I think he retained that. But that's it. He didn't actually base anything on my father. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean, may, maybe he would have had an opportunity to, but I mean, he had uh, the thing is like that that character. I mean, I actually haven't uh, got. I, I haven't finished the show because I, I get let. I, I mean, I, the last episode I watched is the one where Troy leaves, and of course, I I I, I do have plan to finish it, but I, I know do that. Think, uh, yeah. I do think the show is good. It's not my favorite show. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Abed's father only makes three appearances and only two appearances that isn't like two seconds long. Yeah, there, there's a missed opportunity there because he could have really dialed into that father character and created some great episodes. But I mean, I was I was a little miffed that they didn't have me working on the show as a consultant. I think that was kind of bullshit because I should have been there to give them Abed facts. Yeah. And they had a friend of mine do that. And I'm like, but she doesn't really super know me well, you know. Ah. So anyway, well, there, there's a bit of like a dissatisfaction on my part because I'm like, I know I didn't get the part, but there's so much about me that's interesting that you guys didn't even touch up on, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, Farscape and- was one thing that was pretty much me and Time Bandits. Um, yeah. And probably John Hughes' obsession. But I, I don't know. Like, it was more like the character was Dan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it seems it seems like a lot of shows run by, like, nerdy creators have that kind of, like, self-insert character. Right. He based uh, it on himself with a touch of Danny Pudi's mannerisms. But I'm not like Danny Pudi. Like, I'm way more like Charlie Day. And yeah. that's what the character was originally was more of a recluse. Like, I was sort of like Donald Glover and the Abed character mixed together. But when Danny Pudi got the part, it shifted to make him more robotic, which I didn't really like. Okay. Because um, like, I well, was like, that's not me at all. And I'm also not autistic. I'm kind of normal. <laughs> well, um, uh, I mean... I, I I I didn't really I, I never really assumed Abed was autistic. I wouldn't just assumed he was Abed. No, I know, but there there are there are people that have met me that were like, "Are are you autistic like Dan?" And I'm like, "No, that's all him. Like that is not even me that part." And yeah. um, it's just assumed that I am that from the show, but it's like. Also, I don't really get approached and talked to about it as much as I used to because the show's not on the air anymore. Yeah. So it's sort of like a forgotten thing. The other day, someone said I was nervous to to present you that way. And I was like, oh, I don't give a shit. Like, it's not like it 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 haunts me every day at all. It's like it's a cool thing that I don't mind talking about. Yeah. Uh, and and but but it, it was very surprising when I did the research like about you and found out that you, you were the inspiration for Abed. Now I, I your Instagram description says real life Abed Nadir, and I was like, oh yeah, because you have the same name, and it's not a name 
that's like particularly popular so it's like the real life yeah that's good but then i looked it up and i realized you actually were and, and like your album was based on you and i was just kind of surprised in the behind the bastards episode that just wasn't brought up well i think it's because um me and robert had already talked about it ad nauseum kind of so it wasn't like we needed to go into it and, yeah um, um and he he's he's great because he was like I can bring it up, but I don't have to go into it if you don't want me to. And I was like, well, I'd rather talk about Alfred Hitchcock. And he's like, okay. Yeah. I, I'm wondering, is there a reason why you've only appeared once? Um, you know, it's funny because I, I, I met him, I think, at a Harmontown and then became a fan of his podcast. And then I, I, Maggie Mayfish was on and I know her. So I was like, oh, I could probably do the show if she did it. So then I messaged him and I said, I'd like to talk about either Orson Welles, Old Hollywood or Hitchcock or some something along those lines. Um, I would definitely go back for sure. But I'd have to come up with another thing to talk about, I think. And I just. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I should I should message him and say I want to do the show again. I think that ball is in my court, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think he does a lot of political stuff, which I'm not a fan of political anything. So that's kind of more what his show is, you know, his podcast. But when you say you're not a fan of political anything, you don't mean that in the way that like certain YouTubers like complain everything is political because there's like a black character in a TV show, right? I've always, I've always hated politics my whole life. I yeah. find them boring. I don't like any politicians, even the good ones. I think they're all full of shit. And to yeah. me, it's just manipulation of the, of the masses. And I just don't buy into any of it. I, I don't care. And, yeah. I, and my life is better that I don't care. Most people that I know are upset with me that I don't pay attention. And I'm like, but I'm happy. And I think it makes you depressed. It changes your mood. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I totally believe that you're just someone who who just doesn't like politics. I think that's great. It, it, it's just the thing is a lot of the people who go online and call themselves apolitical are yeah. actually political. Well, not really. They just complain about everything being political because every, like, like media, like TV and movies, because they dared to include a character that wasn't a straight white man. Uh, well, which, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Right? Cause I, I don't pay attention to a lot of the idiocy online or, yeah. Whatever people are fucking circulating, like the sharks are circling, circling the whatever it is. And um, it's it's sort of like politics where I just go, you know, I, I don't necessarily care. And it's also like this whole like attitude of like, oh, like, oh, that person's a white, straight male. Fuck that. It's like I'm sort of like it doesn't matter where something comes from. And that's even more racist to just point that out, because then you're doing the yeah. opposite problem where you're just avoiding people that are white and straight and male. You see what I'm saying? It, it honestly is stupid because if you like either a movie or a comedian or a, a, a work of art, shouldn't you like it for the art itself and not the person doing it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it, it is definitely a culture online that no one should get into. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like my favorite, directors are I, I like a lot of female directors right now I think are the best directors and it has nothing to do with we because I'm selecting that because they're female they made films that I thought were amazing and yeah were kind of kicking ass Coralie Fargeau I don't know how to say her name but she did Revenge like she's a, she's fucking fantastic yeah a French French filmmaker but her first movie fucking amazing and it's like, she's way better than fucking Zack Snyder, you know? Okay. One thing I gotta ask, did you just say Orson Welles just to, like, as, like, a filler? Or was he actually, like, a terrible person? I mean, it's not something I can... I'm, I'm, I'm super surprised by if he is, but... I, I can't I mean, attest to what he was like as a person. I, I could say that I'm, I'm strongly influenced by his work and his persona and, and his life. Like, I've read every biography, I read the Bogdanovich book I um my lunches with Orson is like one of the greatest books about him but I I don't know I mean he might have been an asshole the, the problem is like with with Hitchcock too it's like you don't really know what they were like and you never will 
you know, because you can, you never met them at a cafe or whatever. Like, I know Arson did something that was mean, but it's kind of funny. Like, he was having lunch, and Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor walked over to him, and he kind of just ignored him. He was like, they were like, Orson, we, we just want to say that you're great. We love you. And he goes, okay, okay, just just get, go away. Go away. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm saying that, like, it's one thing to, like, torture one of your actresses by making her film the same scene where she gets, like, where she gets attacked by a bunch of real life birds like over and over and over again for like a week. That's one thing. But to go and, and react to someone politely greeting you and just say, whatever, I'm whatever, go away. That is just inexcusable. I, that is so much worse. Worse than birds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, that's, I, an obs- that's, that's an odd selection and comparison. I, I'd <laughs> say the birds thing is worse because We've all done that. We've all been sitting at, at lunch or dinner and we're, we're engaged in a conversation and some nudnik walks over and wants our attention. And it's like, dude, I'm having dinner with somebody like beat it, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. not like and, and the thing is, I can see Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor were probably drunk and being yeah. obnoxious and annoying, you know, so we don't know that situation unless we experience what really happened. Yeah, I mean, of course. In reality, I definitely think that the birds thing is so much worse. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't yeah. tell if you were making a joke or not. Well, I, I mean, I mean, if you, I'll, I'll let you know now that I, I was making a joke because I mean, I, 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 it would not be good to know you with the perception or with, with, with like the situation being that you think I think that's worse. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I had a feeling you were joking, but I was like, yeah. You know, um, I think we've all blown people off in our lives. Yeah. We haven't tortured an actress with birds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going back to the topic of community and the topic of Behind the Bastards, um, I, I, I mean, I know he, he is still alive and he didn't, and he's not like a dictator who's still alive or like a murderer who's still alive, but I mean, they could definitely make, Behind the Bastards could make a pretty good episode out of Chevy Chase. Yeah, and and that would be an interesting one if I was on it because I've met him, and I was a big fan of him as a kid. Yeah, and I don't think it's till I got older that I started hearing he was an asshole, and I was sort of like, well, but it doesn't change how I feel about Fletch, you know? Yeah, but of course, I mean, I mean, it's it it didn't seem like like the message I got from your appearance on the Alfred Hitchcock one is that you still like his movie and you acknowledge he was a total piece of crap. Yeah, because uh, I got I got in trouble on Twitter. I, I think someone pointed out that I forgave him or something. And I was like, I don't condone his behavior. And I don't think that that's appropriate. But I also, I can't deny that Rebecca is like a fantastic film. Yeah. You know, I'm not uh, going to, I'm not just going to like, I just think, and, and same thing with Oasis. I mean, they're the biggest assholes. But I fucking yeah. love what's the story Morning Glory, you know, like yeah. that's a fantastic record yeah and um i gotta ask when when you met chevy chase did he did you like greet him and then he just turns around and punched you in the face oh i wish that would have been a great story that um, happened that, but that, that is a real that happened to rob hubel when he met chevy chase at like i think at ucb rob hubel got punched in the face by chevy chase that's shocking because rob seems like a nice guy i mean i met him a couple times he seemed great but um I can't see why Chevy would punch him. I mean, when I met him, first of all, he was huge. He was super tall. And when he was looking down at me, he, he when I told him who I was, he kind of just like lit up and seemed like, oh, hello. So that, that was nice. And then when I said Funny Farm was like my favorite of his movies, he kind of looked at me like he didn't believe me. He was like, what? How is that your favorite movie? <laughs> You know, because I guess it's a it's a it's a known flop or it's a terrible film by a lot of sta- people's standards. But I mean, when I was a kid, I think I saw it in the theaters like three times. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, a lot of terrible films are probably a much if if you actually like gave people some thought, like a lot of like terrible films are actually people might actually prefer to watch them than like some of the greatest masterpieces of the film. Like, I mean, I think like, uh, like 
even like something as just totally abysmal as the emoji movie probably is more captivating than the godfather doesn't mean it's better than the godfather but i mean the godfather is not something that you watch for like for like edge of your seat things well you know there's that recent thing where paddington 2 like beat citizen kane right it got it got more positive ratings or something and it's like well it's not a better movie but well, I mean, it's just, I it's just it. liked. It's because Citizen Kane's like old. Yeah. And like, if if Citizen Kane was like newer, it would totally de- beat it. So it's not like the movie's better than another film. It's just that I think older movies are getting like forgotten. Is the problem? Yeah. I, I mean, I think what you're referring to happened on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is the like the, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. They gave. Uh, they gave Hook like a twenty nine percent. So I mean, I'm I'm sure Paddington Two is a great film. I've only seen Paddington One, but I mean, I'm not gonna trust the Hook is a bad is a thirty percent. No, Hook is definully that. above fifty, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's a classic. I will I mean, say though, I mean, you can quote me on this that Hook does lose its luster, like once he becomes Peter Pan. It kind of gets lame, right? Because the whole Lost Boys fighting the pirates is just kind of stupid. and But everything up to that point is fucking captivating. Yeah. You know, it's like a fucking great movie. And, like, I also saw that in the theaters about three or four times. So I'm, I'm on your side. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, do, do, do you, like, alter your schedule so you have more time to like watch all these movies and read books it seems like you have a lot of time you know that's that's why a lot of my friends really despise me because they don't understand how i could watch every family ties episode and like remember like oh you got to see this one where alex's friend dies in a car accident it's the best one and they're like how do you fucking do that basically i worked really hard for about 12 years in reality tv and it was a horrible experience. I hate that industry so much. I, I despise reality TV, but I did it to pay off my condo. So I paid off the condo and then I started focusing on writing because I'd have to worry about rent. So I started really getting like, I think I watched every like good old movie I could. Like I watched TCM every night. I studied, I read about screenwriting I got really good at writing and and I started getting writing jobs, but not frequently as much. So I basically was able to kind of like survive. And it's crazy because I've learned how to live with less. Yeah. Um, And that's not easy, especially in L.A. It's really expensive here. So (laughs) I figured it out. Unfortunately, I'm not very um, popular when it comes to dating. Because you got to have money to, to fucking date. It sucks. Um, but I do have this wonderful knowledge and, and backlog of, of, of inspiration that a lot of people are jealous of because they're all working the grind. They're nine to five. And I got past that. So that's what you have to do. You know, it, 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 here's the thing. If you want to be successful, you got to put in the, the hours. You have to do the research. You have to like find the inspiration and draw it out of you because having a, a day job kills your creativity, man. It really does. It slices yeah. it in half. And so that's the thing though, is like, it's hard because well, here's what I'll recommend. Do a job you love, get a day job that you don't mind going to. And that still allows you to have some creative room because then yeah. you're kind of in the perfect zone. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this is all stuff that, I mean, I, I actually agree with a lot. I mean, I have a, lot of extensive knowledge on stuff like the simpsons like i know a lot about that i've seen every episode and that, that's another thing is that i mean w- one thing is that i'm not sure if you've been able to infer but i'm actually i'm actually uh only a senior in high school right now i'm kind of like doing a judd apatow thing oh uh, you're a senior well, i figured you were young but wow holy shit yeah. you got your wow well like good for you for doing this podcast and reaching out and uh and and uh, talking to me because yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot of guts, and it's also like you're probably ten. You know, you're you're like miles ahead of most of your peers. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of my peers are taking like five AP classes, and they have a job, like a part time job, and sports. 
I mean, I, I don't do any of that stuff. I actually like, and I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I really AP classes are just a complete scam in my opinion. Uh, I, <laughs> I remember AP. Yeah, yeah, I remember that shit. I remember yeah. those people being like snobs, and they were also sort of like I used to get picked on by some of those dudes. I mean, the thing is, most of my friends are taking AP classes. I'm kind of unique in not taking them, but I mean, it seems like I mean, a, a lot of people talk about like, oh, in high school, you you have to be, be like flooded with homework. And yeah, but you're only that. as good as your teachers because yeah. I had maybe two teachers that were really important and, and shaped me. The rest yeah. of them were all fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you don't take AP classes you don't get super stressed out and you have time to do all sorts of things when you're not stress, in school. Stress is the mind killer. If I could quote Dune. Um, yeah. And it really is because I mean, not only will it age you faster, but it's going to cause you to make haste with your decisions and your lifestyle. And you know what, when you're in high school, it's an experimental phase. You got to really try everything and you got to give yourself room to breathe because you're not, gonna have much time in life so this should be the 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 time when you're really trying everything out and trying to figure out where you want to go yeah and there's no Uh, wrong answers because if you i don't know i think the ap stuff like that's important if you can handle it if you're like you know uh what's her name tracy flick (laughs) from uh election you know that movie um no oh you don't well really quick there's a movie with reese witherspoon that's great called election and she plays a character that just cares about grades and nothing else yeah and that's kind of like just as bad as being lazy because yeah you're you're fighting so hard for something and maybe you're good at it but you're just going to be sort of robotic you're not going to find a lot of like natural um beauty things that you should yeah. gravitate towards i don't know this isn't funny is it <laughs> yeah uh this well is, this is like totally like workshop stuff yeah um yeah uh, is, is this a like it's a comedy this movie right it's a, comedy. it's a comedy but it's a dark comedy it's great i just okay. found out my friend went to high school with the girl that it's based on oh and her okay. name was amy uh pick but okay. in the movie they sensationalize it a bit so she's more like sadistic yeah um um i'll say that my mom went to high school with thomas lennon and my my maternal grandfather went to high school with diana ross wow and i and i believe uh that my my maternal grandmother who died before i was born uh she went to college with bill clinton i think oh was he like a ladies man I'm not. I don't really know a lot of the details. I mean, chances are, he probably wasn't. As we know, no, usually, no. You know what I've heard? I've heard about him that because I knew a girl that worked with him, and he's he's basically the most charming man like around everybody. Like he's not super handsome, but he's so goddamn likable and sweet that I think the ladies just adore him. And I was like laughing because I was like. I can totally see that. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, from what I've heard, he is a pretty. He seems like a pretty cool dude when he's around like other when he's around like just ordinary people. When he's around powerful people, it's a different story. Um. I was just like I the, like just yesterday I was listening to Behind the Bastards on Jeffrey Epstein. So. Uh, oh wow! Who was the yeah. guest? Um. It was Daniel O'Brien. Yeah, Daniel O'Brien. I know who and, that is. Um, he, he was like, he's like a, he was like a, he was Robert's like boss at Cracked, I think. And oh, he's a writer. Yeah. And he's a writer for last week tonight with John Oliver now. Oh, I got to listen to that. That sounds, I love, I love John Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like Jeffrey Epstein. There was a major point in that there was a flight to Africa, I believe that Jeffrey Epstein took with Bill Clinton, Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker. Chris uh, Tucker, Really? Yeah, but still uh, dude, I love Chris Tucker. <laughs> I'm a big yeah. Chris Tucker fan. Um, I mean, we don't know if we don't know if we act, if we actually if he actually did anything that that did anything terrible. We don't even have any accusations. All, all, all we well, know if is that they're hanging out. Like, that can't be good. 
Yeah, uh, but of course, like, we don't really know. Some of them might not have actually, like, really been in on the whole thing, but some of them, I can tell, definitely were. Well, you know, Chris Tucker, though, because, like, what happened to him? Because he's... Actually, sorry, I just said, the first half hour is coming to an end, so we finish this thing, just say, yeah. And we're back. Go ahead. What I was saying earlier is I, I always was mystified about Chris Tucker's career and, and why did he fall from fame? So yeah. maybe there's maybe something sketchy happened. Maybe. Uh, but speaking of sketchiness, um, the, the next guest is, or the character, um, this is actually quite very much sketchy. Um, my, the people who call in to be characters on the show, they call in like they I screen them. This one, I'm not really sure what I was doing, but this is a guy who founded a political party, and the political party has the specific political aim of convincing people to never open their eyes again. Uh, ah. And th- 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 this party is called the American Nazi Party, uh, and it's located in California, planning to run for Senate in 2024. Uh, it, I don't know why they they settled on that name but uh please welcome the founder and i can't believe i'm saying it's george l rockwell hello hi george first hi. of all you, you got to change your name man i don't understand you got to change your own name and your party's name no the part his name is fine the party's name has got to change well he, not he, seeing george lincoln his name is george l rockwell i don't know if the l stands for lincoln or not but george lincoln rockwell is the founder of the real american nazi party Yes, I know. Oh, I yeah, found it. Change, you just said that. I would change your, that name as well then. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? And, and, I, I founded yeah. this, this, this not seeing party. And you, so why? I can't even remember. I mean, I look, if, if, if I'm your, um, if I'm just going to play marketing dude, I'd say your brand is, is bad. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I, I want to bring up to like, maybe like, like, get some stuff like going with this character um this is something I, I i was just browsing through the wikipedia page for like senate elections in 2024 and what we already know about them and there was one for california and there's a, one republican candidate who's applied to run who's like actually done the paperwork to run uh he's an african-american jewish israeli uh right who fought for the Israel Defense Forces and, mm. like, right for the Times of Israel named Barack Obama Mandela. Mm. That is a cool name. Y- y- yeah, it's it's a total mystery, and I, I seem to be the only yeah. person who discovered this. It's just... I mean, it's oh, all... I, I, I know that guy. He's, uh... He believes in, um, seeing, and that's really harmful. Well, what's the problem with seeing? Because, I mean, you're basically trying to create a nation of daredevils. Na- name one thing that... That then one problem that wouldn't be solved by being able. Well, if you can advance the hearing, then that works because you're there. You don't need to advance your hearing. I, everyone, I can hear fine. What you but do- I'm saying if you're going to take away your sight, then something else needs to go up, or otherwise you're no, just no, taking, no. taking, taking. What sight is is sight is a elitist, um, an elitist uh, invention. Why do you think? Listen, that, why do you think? No. Why do you think that all these doctors are pushing glasses onto our children because they want them to be able to see, see well, the world I have glasses they've and, created? And trust me, I don't take enjoy glasses. glasses. Sorry. Take them off. You don't need to see. Oh, I did take them off. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I can tell that truly in your heart, you're happier when you're not seeing. Well, I can. I can sort of see. Well, close but... your eyes then. Oh, you want me to close my eyes now? But how do you know I'm actually closing my eyes? I have faith. Okay. Well, now, now you're scaring me a little bit. Um, my eyes are closed, but, I mean, I see stars. Does that mean I'm sick? Well, you just you just got to hmm. – Are visions supposed no. to come? Or how does this work? Whatever comes to you will come to you when your eyes are shut. Yeah, okay? but that's like a therapist when your thing, eyes are like... open. No, no, no. When your eyes are open – you're focused on the physical world. But when your eyes are shut, that's when God can speak to you. And that's when you can know the truth. All right, we'll stop right there because I sort of don't believe in God. <laughs> See, that is because 
of the secularization of sight. Sight is a secular idea. Uh, there's a lot sold, more. No, and you've been, let me finish. And you've been sold this idea by the liberal media and by the, the doctors who, who invented sight. What, what if I don't watch the news? Well, you don't watch the news. That's good. If you don't watch the news regularly, you're, you're uh, not more likely to be on a path to not seeing. The closest I got to watching the news was that movie Broadcast News. Mm-hmm. Well, movies are our site propaganda. People will say, oh, I need to be able to see. I need to watch this movie. No, you don't. Well, all, well, look, all the look, things look, you look. don't want to see in life. Is all watching right, a movie right, really George. worth it? All right, George. Let's get something clear. Mm-hmm. Um, certain movies are propaganda. And I'd say a lot more newer movies are said propaganda. However, I watch a lot of movies that are old and there's no propaganda. We're talking movies like Breathless. That's just about a dude and a girl and a gun. How is that propaganda? Well, it's um, not necessarily propaganda for any nation or any uh, political idea, but it's propaganda in favor of eyesight. As in, it's a form of media that you need your eyesight to use. And when they push out this form of media, it, it makes it so uh, the eyesight becomes uh, popular among the people. And, and people want to be able to see because they want to be able to see the movies. But seeing it, it, um, it, it just ruins your spiritual energy. Do you understand? No, no, I get it. I get it. But luckily, we have the choice to watch what we want because if all, we all visual media is no, not all visual media. propaganda, not necessarily. Yes, because no, it's not true, because I would say you're right in the sense of certain films and certain like filmmakers, but or, or television or the news, whatever. Like I avoid all like news stuff completely because it's manipulation but i would say that like a harmless movie like like vertigo take it it's not trying to sway your brain one way or the other it's simply like looking at a painting mm. and, and, painting and observing is... the artistry of the painting but exactly but you're not getting the point you have to be able to see to look at these things and look right but is bad. but look like well then if i if i lose my sight i can't read and i love to read well, reading was invented um, in China. But, and so I think and, – and it was invented in China to keep the population in line. Okay. Okay. But that's China. Yeah, okay. And so all reading – right. But you're saying – just ju- No, it's China made to justify it. reading and art and now TV and, and all this stuff was made to justify the invention of eyesight. You know, we, you're we would taking... have no reason for eyesight. If we didn't have all these things that we want to look at, but all but these see, things none we of want us... to look at reinforce the idea that we need to look at stuff when we don't. I'm getting deep into this, but I think if we had a third eye and access to it, then sight could go. But sight, if used properly, can definitely be a benefit because not, I mean, you, you, you're right about perception and about um, the illusion of of reality. However. You don't necessarily have to believe what you see. You can question it. Yes, yeah, but, oh. but if I said that, um, that, that the, the sky isn't blue, nobody would believe me because this, this evidence is, is in front of your, of, of your eyes. However, Okay, but see, I, I watched this uh, Godard movie, Rest in Peace, mm-hmm. uh, and he was talking about language destroying um, feeling. Mm-hmm. So when you say the sky is blue, that's language. And we were, we were shown words and given ideas based on those words, but they're not real because the sky isn't even called the sky. Okay. It's, but you know, it, and so it, it, like, I agree with you to, to a certain extent, but I also think, that what you're doing is a very radical sort of reaction to stuff. And it's not based on a lot of like forth, like foresight. Like you're not taking into consideration that, that vision can help you. No, 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 no. You got that idea by looking at a movie. 
by looking at the screen. It's still, you're still not getting it. They are pushing this idea that we need to look at things. We don't, you don't need to look. You just need to feel. Okay. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to come in here and say that um, I'm like about to leave. And when I say about to leave, I don't mean I'm about to leave. I mean, I mean I'm going to start pretending to be a character who is actually, and the context for this is that, uh, that um, there's actually a new member of this political party. Mm -hmm. uh, and his name is Martin Van Buren de Klerk. So let, let's welcome him. Hi, Martin. Uh, you're, I'm a big fan of your presidential work. I am not Martin Van Buren. I am Martin Van Buren de Klerk. All right. I'm a fan of your clerk work. Well, it is, it is named after something else, but we, we are the American Nazi Party, which is what we are going to do is unseat Diane Feinstein in or whoever succeeds her when she inevitably dies of old age mm. in the United States Senate. Is this your pal, George? Is this one of your... Uh, uh... Yeah, yeah. We're, we go way back, and uh, we've just shared the similar belief. And I think, yeah, you're right. We've been talking mainly about the spiritual angle, but let's look at the political angle. If you can't see the opposition, nothing will stop you. We only have what we call compromise because we believe that the opposition exists. Because we look at them and we see how big they are and we get so scared. We just need to go past them and not look at them. Yeah, but that works if you're Schwarzenegger in the movie Commando and you have exactly. to blow them away. But if you don't have to blow them away and just talk to them, that doesn't really work. Hmm. Well, First of all, you're not going to face the right direction. The direction you face doesn't matter. Uh, kind of. Uh, if there's like an auditorium of people, where I'm facing matters. No, because you think that they have to look at there. If there's an auditorium full of people, every single person's eyes should be shut, and it, then they can't even tell which way you're facing. In a perfect oh, world, it doesn't okay, matter. Okay, my, 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 my colleague, he has some weird ideas. I would like to actually reveal more about this uh, political party that we have started. Uh, we have found the headquarters in an old abandoned Coptic Orthodox church. How do you guys pick a logo if you can't see what the design looks like? We just wing it. It just we 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 follow the ideas of the great Turkmen philosopher Saparmurat Niyazov, also known as Turkmen Boshi. Uh, All right. Well, uh, I have another question. How do you even get to the place where you have to meet? You can't well, even see an address. We we just all you just drive. We, yeah, we, we all we all just get used to knowing where this Coptic or abandoned Coptic church is located. Seems like it would be difficult to I'm organize. Sorry, do, you, a... do you drive with your eyes open? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, so, see, this is again, this is another one of the. Your eyes are open. How can you drive? I mean, you have to drive with your eyes shut. I mean, look, are, are you so many car you, uh... I can guarantee ninety-nine percent of car crashes were with people whose eyes were open. Yeah, but that's because he's got a point. He has a point. I I will agree with that. Like I've never met a a person with their eyes closed that that crashed. So exactly, you got me there. Well, um, but uh, I I I would like to tell my colleague, uh, Mister uh, Mister Rockwell, that we just got a message from this guy named Butros saying. What are you doing in our Coptic church? We need to use it for services. Okay, well, um, oh, crap. You you never told me that this wasn't abandoned. Abandoned. See what I'm sense. saying? You no, it's abandoned. All these problems. Because the church is abandoned. Because nowadays the church is controlled by people who have eyes, by what we call seers. It's abandoned because it's 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 in, it's an infiltrated by these lookers by these seers we're the only See, true sears people. doesn't sears sounds too much like the store mm -hmm. sears i think you guys need a different seers well that's a little better well notice how sears is out of business are they i think there's one down the street from me oh did you see it did i see, did you see it sears? yeah did you see it uh i mean i 
think it's so. Out of business. It's out of business, okay? And if you tell me it's not out of business. I'm almost tempted to go there right now. One, you saw it with your eyes. <sighs> yeah, I, okay. I saw it before, but I don't know about right now. Yeah, but you saw, I mean, you can't really tell by looking at it. You can't tell anything by looking at it. Um, well, it does say Sears if I was looking at it. Well, um, I want to say that Boutros just sent me a text in Coptic, the Coptic language, and it seems threatening. Uh, I do not know what it says, but it does not seem good. What, what nationality are you there, buddy, Martin? I am, uh, I am a Dutch Afrikaner American person. Okay. Uh, and would, I would like to know, Mr. Abed, do you know how to speak Coptic? Could you translate this text for me? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Go ahead. What does it, what does it say? You got to tell me first, then I can translate. I'm showing you what it says with my phone. Oh, yeah, I can't see it. See, you you are on the first path to um to wholeness. You know, I well, think um, I think you I know, get you know, it now. You know, George, I I think maybe we can uh, just find another building. It's California. There are probably a lot of abandoned buildings. I've only, only ever seen one building in California when I accidentally opened my eyes two years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's my other question, though. Like, what happens when you accidentally open your eyes? Are you just kicked out of the league? Well, um, when our lessers, uh, who are basically our followers, but, yeah, we, don't, we call them lessers because they're not us as good as us. If they open their eyes, we shoot them in the head. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah. But, but why not but, shoot their eyes so they can't see? Well, well that that is they don't deserve the right to not see. Yes, they've already sinned. Um, that, that's a little extreme. We think we, we think of people who choose to close their eyes for our cause as our followers, and we like to call them the followers of the American Nazi Party as Nazis. Oh, yeah. And we want to make sure that more and more Californians, and maybe eventually more and more Americans, if I if if there is ever an intent to run for president under our party. We want to make sure that those people are Nazis. It is very important to us. You know, mm. the, the idea that we have politicians who are running for president and running for Senate who are not Nazis is, I think, you know, horrible. Well, they kind of have to see to read a speech, though. Exactly. And what do they say in that speech? Lies. Well, yeah. If they couldn't see the teleprompter, no politician would ever lie to us. Yeah, but wouldn't they just talk about what they had for lunch? It's kind of boring. Well, you, you have previously stated that you already find politics boring. Would, oh, you rather well. hear about what, <laughs> would you rather hear about what someone ate for lunch? Or would you rather hear about, like, economics? I think I'd rather hear about, um, like, uh, like, you know, how their day went and... Whether or not they ran over a squirrel. Mm. But lunch sounds boring because I, I also find food shows boring. I don't like to see food that I can't eat. That's another thing. What you're talking yeah, about there I, is jealousy. Because when I was a kid and, and everyone was looking at a pictures of like food, I was like, what, what's the point of this? We can't eat the pages. Exactly. Well, no one says you can't. If it is made of paper, you could hypothetically eat it if you put it in some water. I know, but it's not going to taste like a delicious chocolate cake or, or my favorite but carrot cake. You would never have that false desire because all I eat is paper and water. I, I put a bunch of paper and water and I drink it. And I never am dissatisfied because I've never seen all these quote-unquote delicious foods. I've never seen them. So I don't you've have never tasted. You've never tasted a delicious Chicago-style pizza? Well, I can't tell what that is because I don't look at it. You do not want See, to know. I think his you life do not would want change. to know. His life would definitely change drastically if he tried pizza. Yes, but not the Chicago style. Come on. I mean, any kind of pizza, like like the the crappy yes. Domino's stuff. Yes, yes, but the, at least the the Domino's is pizza. But the Chicago style is like the Shakespeare of pizza. It, it's how you interpret it, but I mean, no, it, it, us Nazis, we do not want to go looking for pizza 
and then suddenly find that it is not it is not in the best interests of a Nazi like me and many of the other Nazis who follow our Nazi organization. The core of the Nazi um, belief is that we do not like Chicago style pizza. Yes. Is it is it because it's just in your face? Yeah. It's like, oh, we're the best pizza. Exactly. Back off, Domino's, you pieces of crap. We're the only thing we're... that's valuable is our party. Is is the party. It's the glory of the party. Yes. Pizza is irrelevant in the face of our glory. I well, want to well, start pizza... the pizza party. Well, we just have to kill you. Well, I mean, my goal would be to get pizza into your mouths. And here's the problem with pizza parties. I hear that in schools, they're pushing these pizza parties onto our kids. They call it a reward. Yes, it, it, it is part of the, the, the plan to, with this, uh, they're using pizza for this child pedophile ring. Mm. You remember that? Yeah, what, what kind of restaurant was that located in? Hey, where do you guys sit on the, uh, do you like pineapple on your pizza or is that like a no-go? That's of the worst not. symbolism that the Clintons can use when they're talking about their evil sex ring. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but I just wanted to know your opinion on the uh, pineapple. You should not put uh, pineapple on pizza. Wrong! It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's free. Well, did you Everyone know that pineapple... foods are bad. Do you know that pineapple contains a chemical in it that actively tries to destroy proteins? So oh, the I'm reason why... Chemical. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, the reason why it kind of stings a little bit is because it's trying to eat your skin. Oh, man, that's my favorite part. I mean, I guzzle pineapple juice by the gallons. So I'm, well, just, I'm enjoying the proteins just disappearing. It feels great. Canned pineapple does not function that way. What it's- I do is I eat the sliced pineapple from the can, and then I drink the juice. Y- yes, but... Canned pineapple does not have that chemical. The canning process removes it. Okay, then I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think that pineapple is... Um, I mean, the thing is, what's important about our party is that if you do not have the ability... If you are a Nazi and you are in the process of being a Nazi by not seeing, you will not have to go through the, de- the ordeal of being like, why is this called a pineapple when it's not an apple? You might as well just assume it is an apple and you'll be fine. You won't have to argue with anyone. I kind of like that it has the name apple in it because it just sounds so like better than if you just called it pine fruit. Well, it is better than the. I mean, every other language calls it an ananas, which is stupid. And we, we decide the English language at least had some brains even if a pineapple is a stupid name, at least it should, at least it did not call himself a ananas. Right, and that I think that definitely points to the idea of uh, of Anglo supremacy in the world because of the word anana being in other languages. So it's ananas. Ananas. It, 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 I just wouldn't yeah. know because. Yeah, you know, it, I'm, it's I'm even a... like it's even like that, and it's a singular, not the plural form. But it's even like that in Italian, and usually. It's kind of against the rules of Italian for a word to end in a consonant. Most of the time, there's very few words that actually end in consonants. And usually those words don't end with an S. They usually end with an N. Mm. Uh, or maybe like, uh, I don't know, probably just an N. Uh, and it, it is not okay for oh, ananas. They could at least like do the Italian orthography rules and call it an anane. But no, they have to call it an ananas too. Like every other language... Except for English. Is that why they're called bananas? Because they took the nanas and then put a B-A in front of it? Well, no, no, it's not nanas. It's ananas. So they're just putting a B in front of it. No, not the, the A is already there. No, I know. But was like bananas, did that come from that same like wordage? I don't know. I have no idea. I think banana comes from a West African language. Okay. That, that was, sorry about the, the, uh, sidebar there i was just i don't know the yeah. fruit talk is um it's making me hungry um you know i could go for a good guava guavas are good but the the problem is that they look so cool that they make you want to open your eyes 
Uh, and- I don't know if a guava looks that cool. I, I think it looks weird. Like, avocados look weird. But strawberries look great. Yeah, well, not if you have trypophobia and you won't have to deal with that if you become a Nazi. That's true. That's true. Nazis have no fear because they can't look at the scary things. But then when they try to eat a pineapple, they're going to get a bite full of cone. Well, why would you want to eat a pineapple? We've already been over well, its great sins. Well, well, we, we, we know how pineapples work. Men, mo- a large majority, pretty much everybody in this organization has spent most of their life not being Nazis and have only recently just become Nazis and now are following the rules of the of Nazism, which is what but, we call... But I could be like, hey, man, take a bite of- Look, this is what I could do. I could be like, you might know what a pineapple is, but I could be like, hey, bro, Mr. Nazi, take a bite of my delicious apple. And then you, you bite into a pineapple and then your teeth are broken. And I go, I forgot to put the pine in front of it. Whoops. And it's like, you know, I just uh, pranked you there. Well, I wouldn't be able, you. be able to see where the pineapple is. I know, but I'm like, you could get tricked all the time by, by people. And it you're being be tricked by outside influences, by visual outside influences. So I think we're kind of equal there. You're being well, I don't know. There's actually a world in front of your eyes when there isn't. It's all a, like a computer uh, simulation. Like, and once you turn off the simulation, it's just blackness. Wait, wait, wait. There's there's some pretty big news. Um, yeah. we just were, we were just able to con to convince Diane Feinstein to endorse our party, even though it's running against her. She's going to endorse us in 2024 instead of her own self. We convinced mm. her to do it. We just said to do it, and she did. She, she has already promised it. Hopefully she doesn't forget. I can't believe she's still alive. I thought she died. Yeah, yeah but she, she, she's still serving in the Senate. Oh. Well, and she's not she's alive to serve in the United States Senate. Okay. She, yes, but many people who are still alive have retired, but... It should also be noted that there are two United States senators who were born in the year 1933, and one of them is Chuck Grassley, who has the greatest Twitter account of all time, where he actually writes his own tweets, and they all are just very ridiculous looking. One of them, he's talking, or just this whole series of tweets about a pigeon, but it's spelled P-I-D-G-I-N, which is a kind of language, not a kind of bird. Nah. See, I'm bored. I find this stuff so boring. Yes, but his tweets are amazing. His most well-known one is talking about... It was somewhere in Iowa, but uh, it was a Dairy Queen somewhere in Iowa. He described it as a good place for you-know-what. And he spelled you as the letter U, and he spelled no K-N-O. And this guy was at one point fourth in the presidential line of succession. That's a lot to take in what you just said. Yes. Um, remember Dairy Queen? I don't get it because they used to have ice cream and then and then they started having like chicken fingers and it's like, pick a lane, you know? Well, I mean, to be fair, yeah. McDonald's has chicken fingers and they have ice cream. Well, well yeah, but no, Dairy McDonald's called Dairy Queen. McDonald's does not have ice cream. It has, uh, it has not ice because it, 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 because you can never get it. How, how can you get ice cream at McDonald's? That's never something anybody has heard of. It's on the it's, menu. It's soft serve. It's called soft serve. Y- yes, but does it work? No. No. I don't go there for ice cream. But, but here's the thing. They, they don't serve people named McDonald's at McDonald's. They don't? I'm sure they do. They don't. They don't. I've asked many times and they've put me in jail. Okay. Wait, how much power do they have? Well, McDonald's you is, is the number one company in what we call the seeing Illuminati. Why do you think the Illuminati has an eye on it? Because they're seeing. But, but yeah, yeah, that, that has always been the motto of our organization. Uh, and what I should also bring up is that the second half hour of this uh, is all is is almost over. So we will do a extend this and make it a little extra long just to kind of finish everything up. Mm-hmm. But we'll do that after this end. And we are back. I'm still Martin Van Buren de Klerk. Uh, Now, 
now, yeah, yes, let's finish talking about how McDonald's is the head of the seeing cult. Yes, so the Nazis oppose McDonald's in every way, shape, and form imaginable. McDonald's uh, makes you want to look at their menu because, oh, I don't know what I'm ordering. Uh, what if I get pickles? Uh, don't be afraid to eat the pickles. Just don't. Well, don't you can order from McDonald's because you kind of know their – everybody knows their menu. It's not like a mystery. Like, remember that Sinbad joke when he's at McDonald's and the dude in front of him is, like, taking forever? He's like, dude, you know what they have. Why do you have to take so long to decide? It's a great joke. I recently accidentally ordered a family meal at Popeye's but for, like, just myself. And it was – so maybe you should read the menu. Well, Popeye's is a whole other kind of can of worms, isn't it? Do not ever suggest that we should open our eyes and read anything. You need you. you have a joke. I would never suggest that you should read. Okay, don't do that. They, Popeyes is, is kind of the they, they're second four, in command yeah. in the seeing, the seeing cult. Uh, I'm sorry, you need to do your homework. It's the number four in, in power in the seeing cult. What's number three and two? What's number three and two? You mean what's number two and three? What? Why'd you say it backwards? I don't know. Exactly. Backwards day. Because all right. This so number one McDonald's. Number two, the United States government. Okay. Number three. Number three is, and and it's going to shock everybody, but number three is actually. uh, What is it? Is he looking it up? And number four, number four is Popeye's. Okay, but what you skip number three. Oh, uh, number three is actually light. Is what I meant. It's it's, it's light itself, the sun, and the yeah. Sun that doesn't that doesn't sound right. Cause no, like... have you ever seen? Uh, I mean, I've never seen, but have you ever seen a drawing of the sun with sunglasses on and like a smiley face? Uh, no. Okay, that's what the sun. The sun is actually a person, and he created light. To try and get us all to see. Uh, so what happened? Yikes. Skiing was invented by the McDonald's brothers, Ray Kroc, and the Sun, to get us all to buy into their capitalist ideal and to see. Once we see their products, we want to buy them. Well, you were right about me being shocked. Yeah. Um, because, uh, well, I don't know. I, I thought Taco Bell was going to be three. No. Who likes Taco Bell? Yeah, and at number five is this guy. It, it's one single person, but somehow he managed to be number five in the line of command of the seeing cult. It is this man from a place called California with the name of Abed Reich. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing on there? I have no idea. I mean, I'm not seeing any re- residuals from that. But You're not what? any. I, I mean, I'm not getting p- yeah. his aid. From, from being number five, I'll tell you that. But, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, uh, what do I say here? Um, all right, five. I'll take it. Why do you want to make people see? Why do I? Well, I, I did write a comic book, so I'd love people to see it. And what's that comic book called? Orcs in Space, but it is not popular. <laughs> You can get well, anywhere you get comics. Hello? Uh, hello. What? I'm just disappointed Where? in you. I thought you were on the right path. I know. That was a shameless plug. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe we can help make your comic book popular if you decide to become a Nazi. You know what? I can't go on record stating that. And I think a lot of people will agree that that wouldn't be wise. Well, all of those people are probably seers. Yeah. Just you know I what? Mean, I, I'm a seer. Fuck it. I'm a seer. You're not a Nazi. Yes, I can go How on. How could you say something that. so offensive? Yeah, I think it's because of uh, the fact that you find it offensive. <laughs> yes. Um. And well. Okay. Uh. Well. Um. I'm going, uh, and Aristotle's going to be right back. Hi, okay, I'm back. Okay, that, that, that was strange. Um, 
uh, I, I got to ask um, M M Mr. Rockwell, uh, George L. Rockwell. Yes, of course. Do you know what what you've been saying that your ideology? What what do you know what you've been calling your party's followers this whole time? Uh, the Nazis. Yeah. Do you realize that there's a problem with that? No. I realized. Yeah, maybe he, he fell asleep in school when they talked about World War Two. I didn't. I was looking at the at the, uh, at the I was looking at the front of the class. Yeah, he must have missed that class. I missed yeah. all the classes. Like I couldn't look at my schedule. I couldn't I mean, even find the school. I mean, I, I don't want to be uh, this guy, but the name you chose, it represents something else that's a little bit sketchy, so you might want to change your name. Sounds I mean, maybe like the uh, no viewers or something. Sure. Non-viewers. I'll look into it, but this is most likely just a, a, a trick by the seers to weaken the party. It's not yeah. a trick, though. It's called history. <laughs> look it up. Well, uh, I can't look anything up. I'll refuse to look. Well, buy the audio book for fuck's sake. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of audio, um, this audio podcast, it appears, it seems we are probably at a good time to end this. Um, uh, but thanks so much for coming on. Uh, especially thanks for having for me. The issues we had where we had to delay it by like 20 minutes, yet we still did it like six minutes longer than it was intended. So uh, this went, went, went well. It was great having you on. Uh, yeah, I, I hope I can. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never had a podcast guest on again, but I mean, <laughs> if I ever have trouble finding them. Well, down the road, um, you know, uh, if you guys get a chance on November 6th, Go to schraubhomevideo.com and you'll see my live talk show at 4.15 p.m. Pacific. My guest is the lead singer of the band Islands, nice. Nick Thornburn. Okay. Well, um, I guess now I can say uh, bye, viewers. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to plug. I just had to because I finally have shit to plug. No, no. It's encouraged. Uh, Great. Thank yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Uh -oh.